Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Well, happy Friday to you, sir. Getting ready for the weekend. You ready for it? Uh, yeah, I think I am. I'm, I kid you. But, you know, around here, Bill, we're talking about as much as six inches of snow. Wait, did you say... Yeah, that, that four-letter word that starts with an S. Snow? Yeah. Yeah, I think you're going to get a decent amount of snow where you are, too. I could be wrong, but they're saying our whole northeastern region... Uh, I was listening to a station in Boston. They're calling for up to six inches of snow too in certain areas of Boston. So it's going to be a mess if they if they're right yeah, now. Now, mind is. you, Bill, I can't tell you how many times in my life I've heard these predictions. Oh, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And you wake up and it's like you know forty degrees and sunny. So well, you know we've talked about the weather phenomena before and uh you know probably a show for conspiracy theories or stuff like that but the simple fact is weather right now with the global warming mm-hmm. is sure getting freaking cold well but, uh, but listen yeah listen to this climate alarmist will insist 2023 was the hottest on record globally and show those studies that will most likely end up being disproved uh, like all of the theories that they they usually throw out, uh, but I was reading where uh, temperatures fell below forty degrees Celsius, which is uh, minus forty degrees Fahrenheit, in the Nordic region for the second day in a row Wednesday, in a certain town uh, in Sweden, and I'm not even going to attempt to uh, uh, pronounce it because I will sound like I had a stroke, and that's just about it. Well, I mean, I'll tell you. Here's what it is. I have no idea what what that town is. It really how does it how is it spelled? Well, it's K V I K K J O K K dash A R R E N J A R K A. I don't know, but with all those K's in there, I wouldn't be a black person going into that town. Yeah, yeah, the the temperature dropped to. Uh, 46 degrees below zero, the the lowest ever recorded in January in Sweden in 25 years. Now, everybody's saying on the left, oh, we're going through global warming. It's a global warming. Oh, my God, I I feel so hot. Well, (laughs) go to to Sweden. (laughs) Hang around Sweden for a while. 46 below zero. That will cure you. Um, Well, I'll tell you, you couldn't fly in there. I mean, there's nothing you can do that that cold. 46 degrees below zero? Nothing could operate there. I would think you're right. I would think that airplane motors would have a difficult time working. I would think that jet engines and prop planes both would have... uh, I mean, I guess... I guess they can. I guess if you keep them warm, Bill. I guess if you have them running all the time. Uh, But you get up... Because, because, you know, when they're flying along on, on a decent day, when they get up there, way up there, it gets very cold normally. You know, yeah, it can, but it can it's be not minus forty six. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, At least I don't think it is. I don't know. I mean, I I would think it's like minus ten or fifteen degrees or something like that when you get really up there. But you're right, minus forty six. Uh, I bet you people are staying inside. What do you think? <laughs> I'm just. Hey, let's go out and play in that thing. You know, <laughs> want to have a snowball fight? Yeah. Yeah, you go out there and freeze in place. Yeah, you throw a snowball and your hand's attached. Yeah, the ball will get frozen in the air. You know, clink. Um, so global warming, I don't know. But the left will tell you. Boy, they'll tell you they pursue it no matter what. But you know what's going to happen? 
Uh, first, they told us way back in the 70s that we were going into, remember, global cooling? The ice age, another ice age was coming. By 2000, we'd be uh, buried in a clunk of ice. Well, that didn't happen, so all of a sudden they changed their tune to global warming. And Al Gore mm-hmm. and his friends were talking about global. If we go up one more degree, New York City will be underwater. I don't, you know. I mean, he 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 still pouts this stuff or he touts this stuff. But yeah. I think they're going to say they'll have a catch-all phrase. We're going through climate change, which, by the way, climate change is called it happens uh, all the time. It's called the weather. It's called it's called weather forecasting. You know, climate change. We have a rainy day. We have a sunny day. It happens all the time. We have cold days yeah. in the wintertime. We have hot days in the summertime. It's part of the, you know, living on this planet. But uh, th- this, yeah, it, it changes all the Bill, time. Bill, it has it's, to be it's money. It's evolving thing. It has to be money, though, don't you think? They make a ton of money, these people. I mean, Al Gore became a multimillionaire with uh, his uh, touting climate change. You know, he got his Academy Award and he had his documentary and they gave him chunks of money, and yeah, uh, but you know what? As far as being a person to, to predict the future, he can't see past his own nose. Yeah. So that that's that's the extent of it. And now he's going to be uh, back to. I remember in the seventies, if you remember back then. I mean, I was in diapers then, but uh, I remember hearing the <laughs> Wait stories. Wait a second, you were in diapers. <laughs> you were in diapers in the seventies. What did you wear when you were a teenager? <laughs> yes, I did. I did. You well, really? you know, it those, was a fashion those beer benches. St- was, those beer benches, you know. It, you was, gotta... yeah. it was a fashion <laughs> statement. <laughs> it really was. Yes. You know, I was baby New Year at the bar. <laughs> Can I have a beer? On the 4th of July. <laughs> oh, my god! But you remember the stories of some, I mean, you'd see the blizzard uh, pictures and go, oh, man, I don't want to move to Pittsburgh. Yeah. You know, I lived in Pittsburgh for a while. Yeah. Um, but, um, I mean, it was bad. And then when I lived there, it was after that effect, uh, that fact. And I had a few days that I shoveled snows, uh, snows, snow yeah. uh, when I lived there. But it wasn't that many days out of the decade that I lived there. Yeah. Oh, it, oh, it, it wasn't. It, uh, when we had the blizzards back in the late 70s, I was living in Connecticut, and they uh, they closed the road. They closed, they closed the state. You, you couldn't get on. It was, I think they had the National Guard out, and you, you were literally uh, frozen in place in your house uh, when they had that big blizzard. I think it was in 78 or 77, and... Uh, that was not the rule. That was the exception. That was the storm mm-hmm. that comes along like once every 30 or 40 years. Um, well, it's been, uh, you know, quite a few years since something like that. Does it, so seem strange to, does it seem strange to you, though, Bill, that, I mean, the weather's been like springtime. Uh, I think even today it's going to be up in the upper 30s, maybe lower 40s. And now they're talking about uh, tomorrow, the snow coming in, and we can have six, seven inches of snow does that seem weird that it can change so quickly? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have no clue as to what's going on. Uh, I just know that I'll stock up the refrigerator with stuff that uh, I need for the weekend. Now, but you know what? I don't. Ice cream. I stock up. <laughs> well, no, no, that's me. I'm talking about me, not you. 
No, I'm going to get the little paper cones uh-huh. and and the and the juices to put in. I'm going to have snow cones all weekend long. And you have the snow coming right to your your front door. Yeah, I just hold my hand out. <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. And and you come back. There you go. Yeah, pound <laughs> it around there. But the you know, you know, the, I, I like a vanilla snow cone. I used to like those. But anyway, we we you know, no, it's okay. We it's a Friday show. We can do anything we want. But uh, hey, you know, um, the mayor of Boston. Uh, oh, yes. I don't have the audio, but she did say this. Uh, trust me. She said that everybody in the world has a right to come to this country illegally. Really. Everybody in the world has the right to be here. Um, you know, it, it would be like saying you own your house, but everybody in the world has the right to live in your house. Borders uh, to the woke left are a nuisance. And, and something to be removed. Well, anybody that lives in Massachusetts, especially Boston, when you have an election, uh, mm-hmm. she looks like a nice lady, but she's an idiot. Vote her out. She is stupid. Well, you know, Vote her out because, the, you know, Mikasa Yukasa, she thinks Yukasa is for any illegal alien to go live in, and that's what she will do next, do you? Oh, yeah. I mean, with that statement, yeah. you know. The hey, come on in. Hey, you're welcome. You know, and of course she's she a, she's care. a product of what? She's a product of Harvard. That's right. Oh, she went to Harvard. Yes, she did go to Harvard. Uh, she went to Harvard, and then she went on to Harvard Law School. She has the double whammy. Hey, yes. Here's here's, here's an idea. Mm-hmm. On the next election. Look at somebody's pedigree, and if they've got a Harvard pedigree yes. or any kind of big pedigree, yes. why don't you elect a common person, oh, a yeah. salt-of-the-earth person, somebody that actually works for a living and knows what it takes to sit there and you know do a 9-to-5 job and have to sit there and struggle to make ends meet? Because maybe they might make some practical decisions. Well, you know, I think that a lot of people are starting to realize that people – uh, who apprentice in life, maybe, who uh, actually go out and do a job, go from high school maybe into the work working place and then learn a skill and become masterful at it. Uh, they are the people who have something to offer, you know? Uh, I mean, given the chance, let me put it to you this way. Let's say we end up going through some kind of rebellion in the future, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say in the future we have that civil war that people say we're walking towards right now. Would you want right. to? Would you want to be next to a Harvard graduate or a veteran who didn't go to college but spent four years in infantry? I'm just saying. What would you rather be next to? Would you be rather next to a Harvard graduate with a doctorate or a law degree or and all of the education in the world, or somebody who has the skills maybe to protect your derriere? Well, I don't know. The man that can sit there, stop, or I will indict you. I will have you indicted. You put that gun down. You're going to be indicted. I'm telling you right now. I'm going to write a thesis about you. You're damn right I am. I might even have to plagiarize myself to do it, but I will do it. Nothing's worse. Nothing was worse than plagiarizing yourself. Yes, right. I'm going to steal my own stuff. That's very convenient. Ay, ay, ay. Um, So, uh, oh, man, you know, you have to laugh, friends, because if you don't laugh, 
you're going to end up crying. Uh, we are at such a desperate point in our history, and we have people in government right now who are just showing you how how they don't care for our country. They don't care for the Constitution. You know, all of these people in office raised their right hand. They they vowed, they promised to protect and defend the Constitution, even the mayor of Boston, right? But they didn't mean it. They, no, they had a finger crossed, or they had something crossed somewhere yeah. in their body. And, uh, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, cross my heart and hope to die. You don't yeah. see my other fingers crossed, and there you go. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I tend to believe that we are a nation uh, that is run by some fools that really think that we have no borders because we are one big giant. We're the hub of one big giant global community. So the border can't exist because we encompass all the world. And this is probably the deep state, you know, the, the, all those people that Bill, want to be one world government. I think that we're the hub of it. You know, you said something which was interesting. Just before we started our program, oh, he throws a li- he throws a little tidbit out, which I go, ooh, that's it. and then we hit the record button, so we can't really. But we'll do it here. You said yesterday's internet outage was oh, the result yeah. of what? That was everybody going to the web, as you remember. Yep. We talked about it. it was a level three internet shutdown, and there were not hundreds. There were thousands, thousands of yeah. servers in the United States, basically, but all over the world that dumped. The only place that I didn't see server dumps was Canada. So they didn't care. But the reason for it was everybody was going online, crashing the internet. Oh, the Epstein documents have released. They wanted to see whose name was on it. Surely they weren't checking to so, see if their so name was on it. The, the fact that they released the documents, this dump, crushed our internet for a while, brought it down to a level three uh, you know, situation. And my question to you is this, don't you think the people in our country, in our government know the vulnerability of our internet and that they can bring it down with stuff like this? I mean, well, that was my point to tell you that before the show. I always drop these little he does. bombs on you. He does. He'll be, you know, we're getting ready to have my hand on the record button, and he'll say, and furthermore, do you hear about this? And he drops something on you just as you're pressing the record button. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, I, I forgot. You know, look, I, I, know. I, I got a weird memory. All day so. long, we do show prep, whether we want to or not, for this program. And, I mean, whether we're actually sitting at a table, uh, you know, putting the, the stuff together or just watching the news, we do, we do show prep. So we pick stuff up, and, and this is not terribly unusual for uh, Bill to have these little tidbits, these little gems. But do you think that, um, do you think that they're going to do some more dumps? They seem to bring it down at strategic times. Well, why didn't they just, for example, issue the entire package at one time why are they going to break the epstein uh you know names in dribs and drabs what do you think well uh it's like everything they want to milk it for all they can they probably know what it would take maybe they didn't know what the reaction would be so it was a test dump there was another dump yesterday it didn't crash everything uh uh, there's a lot of information there 
and things are coming out in it. Now, it is a big distraction, and the longer they carry this out and the longer it goes, the more other things that we probably need to keep our eye on, the ball that we really need to watch, we're distracted from it. You know, they always say keep your eye upon the ball, you know. Don't be distracted. I used to. I think a, I think they intentionally are trying to distract us, Bill. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you, you know, look at the keep border. Your, keep your eye on the important stuff. Don't don't be caught up in all the minutia. This is pretty big minutia. Yeah. yeah I will I will say that. It, it probably there's important stuff there, but unfortunately, there's bigger fish in this pan to fry than just that. It might be a part of it, but. I would it's say, Bill. I would say that there's nothing right now for our country more important than securing our borders, because a country, well, a country without borders, isn't a country. Well, and you know, we had a talk about that, you know, on an incident that I I had gone through yesterday, and you know, I had a conversation with somebody, but um, I do see, you know. You know, a lot of things are in contention out there with what's going on. And I do see where they are slowly dismantling this country. And I say slowly. It's actually happening at a very quick pace. Oh, yeah, big and, time. And, and the story of, uh, you know, of religion came up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, well, you know, there, there's a movement out there. They want to take God out of out of uh, everything. Sure. And this was a, is an old line Democrat. He's in his 80s and he's a good friend of mine. And, you know, he sat there and go, oh, you can't do that. I said, why? He goes, well, it's in the Constitution. Sure. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, but why can't you take it out? Well, that, that would, that, then we'd have, to, we'd have to take apart the country. We'd have to rewrite the whole thing. And I'm going, bingo. Bingo. Yeah. That's what they want to do. They want to do away with the constitution they want well, to do away with these elections they want to do away with everything bill look at what they're doing to our society right now with the uh, they're shoving uh things in they're trying to normalize things that never would have been normal in our societies even 10 years ago no, no, you know it's it you know we are just flipping well, our our standards on our head you know, on its head, we we don't have a country uh, that is a Judeo-Christian country anymore. I mean, w- we say we do, but like you said, uh, they t- they f- they take the word God out of everything. You know, they wanted well, to take they, they wanted to go back to 1954 and take uh, God out of uh, under God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, 1954 is when they added that line. I pledge allegiance, you know, one nation under God, indivisible. They added under God in 1954. Up until then, it was one nation, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And they wanted to go back to that. Because, yeah. you know, look at what they're doing in these at Christmas time. They're normalizing these... Sparkle season. Well, they, they did that, but they, they normalize these <laughs> satanic displays in Capitol buildings, you know, because they have a right to... No, no, it, it's Christmas yeah. for Pete's sakes. We're supposed to see. This is the problem. Our society. Listen, I get wound up. This we have as a society walked away from what Christmas really is. You know, when I, if you went back to when I was a kid, back in the ancient times, 
Uh, we would tie up our horses. <laughs> and no, uh, not, that was before my time. But no, we, <laughs> back, back in the back in the fifties and sixties, people we had Santa Claus, but we also had the manger, and we had the birth of Christ, and we had all of the reasons why Christmas existed. And there was no challenge of this. There was no one saying that you can't believe this. If you didn't believe that, and I had a lot of Jewish friends, that was okay, you know. But nowadays, it's like you can't talk about religion anymore in, uh, it, when you, you know, talk about Christmas. You can't talk about Christ. You know, you look at these car commercials on TV at Christmas time. Every one of them never mentions Christmas as being Christ birthday. It's holiday season. It's a holiday special at so-and-so. Well, you know, how about saying what it really is supposed to be? But no, they don't do that well, anymore. You know, it's funny. The people that sit there and they want to take Christ out of life, you know, and I had, I had that incident happen at a Christmas dinner where somebody had, uh, and I applaud them that they, they've made a decision in life and they have, right. they have something that they believe. They don't believe in God, and they 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 made it known. And I just okay, sure. You have a belief. I applaud you for that. Very accepting. Because if you don't, yeah, you yeah. you understanding, yes, yeah. And because if you don't believe in anything, I can't applaud that because you have you you've, you you have just, no compass. You don't you, you don't know where you, you're going. Yeah, right. You don't know where you're going. You have no compass. So later in the evening, the day's over and all this stuff, you know, and they're going and they, and they made the comment. I'm standing right there and they're in front of me and they're saying, well, goodbye. Nice to meet you and all that stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, and they were, they were talking about their husband. Well, thank God for so-and-so. And I said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> you said you don't believe in God. <laughs> Which went over, went over like a skunk at a picnic. Well, no, they they kind of grinned. Oh, okay, you know. Well, you have a you know have a have a good uh, Christmas. And I was like, oh, thank you, and Christmas, Christmas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyway, and left it at that. It took them two weeks to stew over it, and then I became a bad guy, uh, you know, because I uh, I said that. How dare them question something that I believe? And I didn't question it. It was the the oxymoron was that you say you don't believe, and then you mention, sure. you know, and. That is a, a program that I could sit there and throw all kinds of stuff out there because people go, have you ever seen God? Have you ever met God? Well, that's You know what they say not... in, in, in wartime? It's amazing how many atheists go through a conversion in a time of uh, fear. Please, God, well, get me out of this, you know? You know, maybe something that you've never seen, mm -hmm. you know, you have a hard time comprehending. But, you know, back in, let's say, 1776, right? do you think that anybody comprehended one of these, a cell phone? Oh, no. They, had no. no. they wouldn't know what that is. Heck, so in my lifetime. God, right. So you have, you've never seen God. Doesn't mean he doesn't exist or can't exist. Maybe he's in another dimension and he exists in another realm. So... I, this is a whole different debate. I, you know, you know uh, all I can say is this, my my friend. Um, you know, I'm a little older, and I think a little wiser, yeah, because of my age. Um, but I have, if I didn't have God in my life, uh, I would be like a ship without a sail, with you know, without an engine. Well, exactly. I I wouldn't. I would have. You know, I have friends of mine who have said to me, "Boy, uh, I, I'm, I'm Catholic," you know, and they have something called confession. 
You can go to confession. You tell right. you you tell the priest all your sins in a little you know cubicle, and he gives you absolution, and you walk out feeling better. You really do. It's a it's a, a very therapeutic to go to confession. But let me tell you something. I had a friend of mine say, "Well, he he says I think he was Jewish. He said, boy, you Catholics got it figured out.'" I said, "What do you mean?" He says. Uh, I had to send $125 an hour to go to a psychiatrist to tell them the same thing. You guys just walk into a booth, you know, and for free, you get it off your chest, you feel good, you leave. I said, well, yeah, I mean, it's basically how it works. Um, but, you know, without, without God in your life, uh, there's an emptiness, a vacuum that is hard to replace. You can't really replace it. Uh, I, you know, I have uh, friends of mine who have, young children. And when you're a teenager or, or a young adult, many times you think you're, you don't need God. You know, your, your life is, life is uh, easy. You, know, you got it all figured out. And, you know, this, this God thing is kind of mystical. It's something you don't have to, mm. but actually uh, the smart kids, uh, the kids who take a breath and realize, wait a second, you know, uh, all of this wasn't put together by accident. You know, they talk about the Big Bang Theory. You know, you and I have talked about this before, Bill. Oh, yeah. They, oh, you know, what happened was two molecules collided and boom, all yeah, the masses. Before there yeah. were these two molecules, yeah. there was nothing. Well, if there was nothing, then how did we have two molecules? That's exactly right. If you yeah, don't have... I'm sorry, but there has to be a constant yes. that always was... Yes. And this this is a big long debate, but you know you're you know you're talking about going to confession. Mm -hmm. Now I happen to be you know I grew up Baptist. Yeah. You know, so okay, but either way, have a moral compass and that compass that you have. Now you might not have a religious compass, but you have some kind of compass. If you have no feeling, you don't believe in anything. Bill, you, you don't have confession as a Baptist, but you can talk to prayer. your preacher. You can talk to your preacher. And when you talk to your, and when you talk to your preacher, I'll bet you he consoles you and gives you guidance about God and you walk out feeling better. There's nothing mm -hmm. different. I mean, confession is maybe a more organized procedure, you know, but uh you have that religious out outlet that other people right. don't have in their life. Yeah, you have you have the preacher to go to, you have prayer, you know, where you have a direct link. So anyway, but you know we're preaching to the people, yeah. and uh, you, you know, know that hey, the thing is, the people in this audience, I think for the most part, they agree, they understand what we're talking about. You know, I thank God, uh, and I can say that sincerely. Thank God, um, mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson. I want well, this is different. Uh, Tucker Carlson right. was uh, talking with Vivek Ramaswamy. And yeah, uh, now they, what was he talking about? Was he, he talking about? He was talking about. Would you believe? Uh, there's a rhino in the campaign. There's a Republican in name only, and that Republican in name only is one Nikki Haley, and that doesn't surprise well, me. I told you what she did in New Hampshire. What? She sat there and she's she thought she would be funny. Now you, we already know that uh, you know her one little faux pas that she did. And it came back and bit her. And now she's sitting there going to New Hampshire. Well, you know, this is where we correct the Iowa caucus. And then it comes here and we correct their mistakes. And then it goes to my sweet state of South Carolina. And they finish the job. 
you just il- you know, you alienated yeah. Iowans <laughs> yes. saying they're idiots. Yes. They don't know what they're doing. And then you said New Hampshire didn't really fix it totally, so South Carolina has to finish the job. Yeah, that's where I'm going to go to South Carolina to get all my answers. Look, they are a Republican <laughs> state, and that's great. But I'm sorry, Nikki, you know, and you thought you were doing a joke. So let's put you in the limelight that you are now the head of the most powerful country in the world, and you do a joke well, you know, and she, tick off the wrong guy. I haven't got the gal. I haven't got the audio, but she said at one time, and it's on. You can check the uh, news sources today. She said that uh, you should never call illegals illegal uh, because they're not. Well, um, she and Miss Wu ought to get along pretty good. Maybe that'll be her running mate. I'm sorry, but uh, if you come ac- across the border without doing it through proper channels, you sneak into no the nation. country. You know, you're illegal. And, you know, you're illegal forever. It shouldn't be that you come across illegally, but after a few months, uh, we just let it fade away and you're, you're one of us. No, that shouldn't be how it is. If they're caught, they should be sent back because it would be like someone, like I said, someone breaking into your house. You know, if the, someone breaks into your house, right, and you catch them right away, they're illegal. But if they break into your house and they go to your refrigerator and grab you know, a snack and they sit down at your TV set and watch a TV show and after a while they get comfortable, you get used to them being there, are they still there illegally or are they okay now? Because time has passed. Mm. Do you know? Uh, anyway, she, she was Tucker Carlson had Vivek Ramaswamy on, and they were talking about uh, the wolf in sheep's clothing. Listen, if you're a Democratic mega donor, this is a very tough moment for you. Your candidate is going to lose. All the polls show that Joe Biden will not be elected president if current trends continue. So you need to make a change. But there's a problem, and that problem is Joe Biden's running mate. She's half Jamaican, therefore she's holy. You can't criticize her, much less demote her. That's not allowed. You are stuck with Kamala Harris, and she is even more unpopular than Joe Biden. So what do you do? Well, if you're smart, maybe you subvert the other party. Maybe you back a Republican candidate who's actually a Democrat, whose priorities are identical to yours. And of course, they found one. Her name is Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley is a liberal. She is all in on the four tenets of neoliberalism, which are white guilt, a finance-based economy, mass immigration, and endless neocon wars. Strip away all the outward characteristics, and Nikki Haley is identical in her priorities to Joe Biden and the people who back Joe Biden. Watch this tape. This is from last month. Nikki Haley explaining with a straight face that actually Vladimir Putin was behind the October 7th attacks in Israel. Remember when I told you Putin hit rock bottom? Hamas invaded Israel and did all that brutality on October 7th. October 7th is Putin's birthday. Who's the happiest person in the world right now? Putin, why? Because the U.S. and the West took all their eyes off of Ukraine, and what did we do? Started looking at Israel. Did Putin call Netanyahu? Nope, not for 10 days. You know who he did call? Hamas. They came the next day and they held hands and said they were friends. 
We now know the Russian intelligence is what helped Hamas know how to get through that barrier. See the connection. If we supported Ukraine and supported Israel, that's only 5% of our defense budget. <laughs> See, Putin and Ukraine are actually intricately connected to Hamas and Israel, and we need to spend all of our attention and all of our money on those matters rather than on our own country, which is degrading faster than most people can even keep track of. Well, that's completely insane, of course, but it's also something that Joe Biden might say were he capable of speaking that lucidly, and it's certainly something that Joe Biden's biggest donors agree with which is why many of them are now backing Nikki Haley. See how this works? Vivek Ramaswamy does. He's actually engaged in this. He's running for president, and he's figured out what's actually going on. He joins us now. Vivek, thanks so much for coming on. What have you noticed about the kind of subtext to this race? What's actually going on here, do you think? Yeah, well, look, I've been convinced for a long time, Tucker, that this was not going to be a standard Trump versus Biden race. Right. There's just been enough staring you in the face that made that obvious, right? You start with the trials and the civil trials and the prosecutions, and then they go to the non-prosecution and illegal removals from a ballot without trial on the Trump side. The thing that fascinated me about the Biden side of this, though, is you also see some of the same dynamics. The documents case for Biden trotting itself out after years long ago in the Senate. You see a lot of other things with Biden. Why is the Hunter stuff coming out now when this has been known for seven years? And so where I thought this was going was Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama or whichever other puppet they're trotting out to replace Biden. But one of the things that's become clear to me, so that's where I thought this was going. It was not what was meeting the eye, for sure. I think what's become clear to me now, I'm in the thick of this GOP primary, is that the real puppet they're trotting out isn't Gavin Newsom. It isn't Michelle Obama. I was wrong about that, actually. I think the true puppet masters, the thing about them is they're fundamentally nonpartisan in nature. There's a few things they care about. Keeping the foreign war machine humming is high on the list. Keeping the administrative state's control of the United States is also high on the list. They found a much more convenient puppet within the Republican Party itself. It's not Gavin. It's not Michelle. It's Nikki, actually. And I think that if you just follow exactly who are the very people who are paying to keep Donald Trump off the ballot, who are funding the lawsuits that keep Trump off the ballot, the Reed Hoffmans of the world funding lawsuits against Trump, the Larry Finks of the world, king of the woke industrial complex, CEO of BlackRock. It's just obvious and hiding in plain sight. Who are these people propping up? It's not Biden and it's not even Gavin Newsom. It's Nikki Haley within the Republican Party itself. And I think that that makes for a very convenient front man because then they actually have absolved themselves from any allegations of partisanship or democratic partisanship against Donald Trump. It's, they can say, oh, no, 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 we're not partisans. We're actually bipartisan. Actually, the deep state, and I would say the managerial class more broadly, is fundamentally nonpartisan. They have their core objectives. And Nikki makes for a far better Trojan horse to actually accomplish that objective than anybody else. And so when you look at the dynamics within the mega donor class or otherwise, it is now crystal clear to me, Tucker, that Let's just get to exactly the plan that they have. I mean, I've been alluding to this for a long time. I wanted people in the campaign trail and others to be able to draw their own conclusions. I don't want to stuff my views down people's throats. But I think it's just become crystal clear that it's now sh staring everybody in the face equally obviously. 
that they want to narrow this down by they, I mean the system, the bipartisan system, wants to narrow this down to be a two-horse race between Donald Trump and Nikki Haley. They want it one way or another, by hell or high water, take Donald Trump out, eliminate him from competition one way or another, and prop Nikki Haley up to just waltz straight in to keep the war machine humming and to effectively keep the censorship industrial complex and the administrative state intact exactly where it was in the post-9-11 Bush-Cheney era. That's exactly what's going on, and it's hiding in plain sight. He's an interesting guy, isn't he? Vivek Ramaswamy. And the interesting thing about him is, you know, in his entire campaign, he has never once badmouthed Trump. You know, know, everything that he's ever set out to do, he has done, he's accomplished. Now, will he make it to the White House as president or VP? I don't know, but... I think he's got a place in the uh, in the Trump administration if uh, Trump is the president. I think you'll find uh, there's a high place for this articulate uh, uh, guy. You know, all he's, he's got to do is get a, a place at the table because if Trump gets in four years after that, someone else, and it it may not be whoever the vice president pick is. Right, Ramaswamy's young enough that uh, he can be in line. Yeah. Um, and what he said is true about Nikki Haley. She's being backed by all these money people who are nonpartisan. All they care about is their stuff, their agenda. You know, they're not uh, necessarily Republican or Democrat. That's why Mm -hmm. Nikki Haley is, uh, is okay with them. Good enough to back. Look, I didn't know for the when when I first saw her come into the limelight, I thought she was a Democrat, to be honest. And oh, you know, I didn't pay attention to her. I said, oh, okay, she's Republican. But and she comes across well, but you know, as time goes on, her true colors come out. And she ain't that great of a person. No, she isn't. And uh, she vacillates. She. Uh, if the tide goes in one direction, she goes in that direction too. It waffles, yeah. Yeah, and and if it changes direction, uh, she goes in that direction. She doesn't have any firm, you know, bedrock values that she just won't uh, shake. She is very pliable, and that's not good for a president. A president has to have values. I mean, Trump is rock solid. You know, I hear these people saying, "Oh, how can you go for Trump? He's such a..." Uh, his personality, he's got such an ego. But, you know, they forget that he he didn't get us into a war. Our economy was through the roof. We were drilling our own oil. We were a safe and secure country because our borders were protected. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell me again what's wrong with Trump. Now, conversely... Let's look at the guy we have in office now, the guy that you are standing side by side with as a leftist, okay? Uh, He has abandoned our borders. He's moved millions of strangers into our neighborhoods. And by the way, if they're not in your neighborhood right now, I mean where you live, if they're someplace else, they're going to be near you soon. You just, by sheer numbers of people, they are going to spread in the suburbs, and I, sw- I swear to God, I live in a suburb right now, and I swear there are illegals in our town. I would venture to say you're right in that, and the simple fact is 
The American dream is to own a home. Now, Joe Biden wants everyone to own a home if they're illegal. He wants to do put plans forward. You that are a natural-born citizen here, right. you should have inalienable rights, but you, you, you may not. That's the, these rights that you grew up, voted for, and thought that you have uh, are going to be out the window because we're bringing in people illegally, yeah. but uh, there are people like well, Ms. Wu that sit there and say, oh, no, no, they have every right to, and they're entitled to all of this stuff. And if they don't have it to give to them, they'll take yours and give Bill, it to them. Um, if you can break the laws about coming into our country, well, does that mean that all laws should be pliable and breakable? I mean, if you have abandoned the law of, you know, sneaking into our country, being illegal to sneak into our country, can you rob a store? Can you steal a car? Well, depends on how you interpret the law. If you if you say the law is fluid, well, the Mississippi River is fluid, although it shifts its shoreline all the time. So, depending on how you you know, interpret the law, you know, what is legal for you might be illegal for me and vice versa. It depends on who's calling the shots. You know, um, you see that going on with Trump. They're trying to make laws. They're, they're trying to make things in the laws that aren't laws and uh, use everything they can against him. You know, Mayorkas, uh, he is uh, right now he's in a tough spot. Although I don't think they really think so when they're in government nowadays. I think they figured they got everything, you know, no matter what, uh, they'll make it through. Because it seems like that's been the case since this administration's gotten in. They've broken Uh law after law, and they still get to keep their job. But now they're talking about impeaching him. He was on TV yesterday, and now he's blaming the immigration crisis at our border on climate change. Listen, so help me God. Border Patrol in the month of December processed more migrants entering the United States illegally than any month in the history of that agency. Why is that happening? What, how do you explain it? So we are seeing the greatest number of displaced people, not only at our southern border, not only in the Western Hemisphere, but across the globe. You know, I am involved in bilateral and multilateral meetings with my counterparts from foreign countries in Europe, uh, in Asia, in the Indo-Pacific, all over the world. And migration, the challenge of displaced people, is a subject that comes up in every single conversation. We have the effects of climate change, poverty, increasing level of authoritarianism, the very many challenges that are at the root cause of the displacement of people around the world. But wait, uh, Alejandro, you said this. Is our border secure? Our border is secure. Border is secure because we are maximizing our resources to deliver the most effective results to our border with the most extraordinary workforce in the world. And then you said this. The border is not open. It has not been open and it will not be open subsequent to May 11th. You know, his phraseology of everything, what we are seeing, the border is open. It's almost like listening to a press conference with Corinne Jean-Pierre. It's like they got the same script writer. They're, it's one person that is filtering out everything to her, to him, and 
everybody well, else. I got to ask you, Bill. I was going to say this. I, w- I was listening to him, and I was thinking, where do they, where do these people come from? Where do they find Alejandro the, it Mayorkas? Do, it doesn't matter. They just need a face with a voice, and it's one. If you listen and listen to what they say, and even listen to the re, the phraseology, it's the same. Because I just picked up on that right there, and I was thinking about a story I saw with Kareem, and I was like, "Oh, wait a minute." You know, this is coming from the same mind. It and you, you know what I mean. Yeah, you can take it somebody's thought, and but you still convey it. It is, it is the same. You know, they, they can look into it. the camera and just lie. They can do it. They, this guy, Mayorkas, you should have seen him no when heart. he... He's got no feeling. He testifies in front of Congress, and you have them asking questions that are really good questions, and he just, he just lies. And he lies, and he lies. And, uh, but what gets me about Congress is... There's a lot of huff, but no puff. They just, well, now, they just, they they have great uh, photo ops like they had at the border. They had at the border. They had Johnson, a bunch of uh, mm-hmm. re- representatives. Oh, they're going to change this. This has got to stop. Nothing will stop. You know, they they should have been. Forget being at the photo op at the border. I've never been to the border. I can tell you, it's it's overrun. I don't have to be there mm-hmm. to, to to tell you this. What they should be is in Congress making a difference, and they're not. They're not. Well, you know, they, they supposedly they're going to impeach uh, my orchids, but then again, Republicans say no uh, no border deal because Biden might, uh, it might work to his advantage. Well, you know, he takes credit for everything, and let's be honest, Biden's not going to close the border. Anything that he does or any deal that he makes is just going to shift the focus in the eyes of the public and maybe delay the process. But nothing's going to change. So they're in a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation, but they put themselves there too you know, because they should have done something a long time ago. So what does that mean for Congress? Well, I don't know, but it means we the, we the people are screwed. You know, I look at Biden... Yeah, I saw a picture of him. I believe it was uh, this weekend. He, by the way, he's speaking tonight or today at Valley Forge. He's going to Valley Forge to have a, either a rally or a speech, probably a rally of some kind. Uh, and he's going to, I'm sure, be very dynamic. He will. I hope it's not snowing. Uh, the guy is. He, he looks so frail. He looks so lost. You know. You know that this guy is not the brains behind the corruption in our government. You know that there are people, puppet masters, who are pulling his strings and making well, him say. how do you even know that he is the real Joe Biden? Well, there are people, Bill, who believe exactly what you're saying. There are people who say that there are uh, doubles. There are people who are saying that uh, there's a character using prosthetics to uh, to resemble Biden? I'm just Look, saying. Look, you know, I, I think you could go to a rally and you'd see the guy grab his chest and fall to the ground and they whisk him away and an hour later, he'd come walking out, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah. And it wouldn't be him, but, you know, I I, I gotta wonder. Because oh, I, think, I think there's a lot of lying in our government. A lot of it. Big time. 
I think the, and people, you know, that's the, that's, the, that's the thing about what's happening in our world right now. We are in a world where illusion appears to be reality. It's, well, you know, what we used to say on radio, smoke and mirrors. Smoke yeah, and mirrors. exactly. We are in a world where uh, they can, with artificial intelligence, I was, I was just seeing this. Uh, they have a, you don't need to have a, a spokesperson do your video anymore. You don't, I mean, oh, not, I not audio, video. If you wanted to have a commercial about your business, you can have an AI. You can create an AI, a specific AI. Like you can say, I want uh, an Asian female, about 35 years old, uh, very attractive, uh, maybe a mixed race. That you can be, I, I want a mixed race uh, female spokesperson with a sultry voice. Do you know that they can create that in a matter of minutes? Thanks to AI, they they're, they're saying now. One of the, I was watching a, a, there's a production company that says no need for the big expense of spokes spokespersons anymore. You don't need to have a a high paying like they, they're taking our jobs away, Bill. Things we used to do, I I can't see it because the camera's not good enough. What does it say? You you're showing? Well, actually, it was it's an AI of Joe Biden. Um, where I did it, I guess I had a typo or it re redid everything. Yeah. But it's, it's a computer generated image and, uh, of Biden of Biden. And, uh, let me see if, if, if it'll play off my phone. Does it I have, does it have, um, uh, audio with it or just, an image? well, that's what I'm trying to pull up here on my phone. Cause I wasn't prepared to do this, but, and this is something, um, wait a second, this is something you put together. Uh, I just typed in a script. But I must have typed, did a typo because instead of saying Trump, he said Rump. Um, yeah. But. Uh, oh, I think I saw that, Bill. I think you sent me that. And I think. Yeah, that, I did. That, and I think that, that it did play as it looked like Biden was doing it. Yeah. So, he said, I stole the 2022 election. Yes. And, uh, you know, and he said, uh, you know, uh, something to the I thought it. Of, I thought it was Biden. So help me God, folks. They can make you believe anything nowadays. Anything. You can actually go and, uh, yeah, you can, you can get that online. Uh, I'm trying to. Do you know Bill in Hollywood? That's the way I can win. See, here, here, see if it'll do it again. Okay. Uh, no, he doesn't want to play. <laughs> yes, I did. I stole the 2020 election, and I'm sick in the DOJ on rump. It's the only way I can win. <laughs> it sounds like him too. Yeah, it sounds like him. It's uh, yeah, it's and it's it look, a, and it's a video of him saying what you just heard. Yeah, I I can do Barack Obama. I can do I can do Donald Trump. I can sit there. I could do Epstein, and uh, it's all out there. I forget what the name. Well, now, Bill, this is let a me program. Get, that... Let me let me tell you something about Hollywood. Hmm? They Hollywood for decades had hundreds of acres of backlot at their studio. I mean, if you went to Warner Brothers or Paramount or MGM or Columbia, you would see the square buildings. They look like warehouse buildings. Those are sound stages. But then beyond those, they would have acres of, uh, it would look like Main Street, USA. Another street might look like New York City in the turn of the century. I mean, they would have all these different uh, places where they would shoot movies and, and they would have their locales right there on their lot. Well, what they're doing now, they're, they literally 
the major studios, Warner Brothers, Paramount, they've gone in and they have literally bulldozed. This is within the last two mm-hmm. months. They've bulldozed all of those back lots where all these famous movies were filmed. And they're, yeah, built, they they're building 18 in Warner Brothers. I think it is 18 massive sound stages. Why are they building? Well, first of all, with sound stages, right, you can control the, you don't have to worry about airplanes flying overhead or sirens in the background when you're shooting a Western. You know, you, don't, you, they, you have control. But thanks to technology, they have massive green screens in these studios, mm-hmm. and they can create in these big studios, these high-tech studios, any environment, any environment. If you want to be out in the cold, right, they can turn the temperature down on the soundstage so that you're breathing, you know, uh, you have vapor oh, yeah. coming out of your breath. They, they can, and, and if that doesn't work out, in post-production, they can add can, it. They can add it to you. Yeah, you can, you know, when you were a kid and you might, might be in your bedroom with a plastic sword and you were swashbuckling around yeah. and fighting an imaginary person and in your mind... You know, your surrounding wasn't your dresser, your bed, and your TV. You were out really yeah. on the deck of a. They can do know. it now. They can do but it now. now. It's all, a, you know, you're in a room that's all green. Yeah. And you're, you know, just let the your mind dir- go. The director will say to you, okay, you're in the wilderness. You're lost. Yeah. Uh, and here's, they, they set the stage and just act like you're out there. And yeah. then in the finished product, you are standing in the wilderness. You're, you're in the woods in the w- wintertime. You're fighting aliens. You're on a foreign planet somewhere, an alien planet somewhere. It's amazing what they can do. And, you know, folks, they have in Hollywood, for example, at the Culver City Studios, they used to be the David O. Selznick Studios. They used to be the Desi Lu Studios where they filmed I Love Lucy. They built mm. about, uh, I don't know, 40 years ago, they built maybe 30 years ago, this identical oval office they have got an oval office that is absolutely down to the last you know strand of uh, fiber on the curtains identical to the one in washington where they shoot all these scenes where they're talking to the president well mr president uh, we'll meet him in the oval office because they have a set that looks just like the one in in uh, washington some people yeah. believe that they've used it They've used that set for propaganda purposes, okay? I wouldn't put it past them. What you have to do is pay attention to detail because somebody always misses some detail. It might be what is seen through a window or something like that, but yeah, yeah. I want to play uh, one little thing before we end today's program. It's a little long, but it's worth listening to. Do you remember John Stossel? John Stossel used to be a host of, on 2020. He used to do these. He's a libertarian, uh, and right. he, he uh, you'll, I think you'll recognize his style and recognize him. Uh, in, John Stossel is talking about what we need in 2024. We need more makers than takers. John Stossel, listen. The world is filled with makers and takers. I present to you the Cybertruck. Makers create cool products like Teslas. Some makers get rich. Elon Musk is now the richest person in the world. The takers are often politicians. We must substantially increase this tax. Politicians take other people's money and spend it the way they want. 
That's a lot of money. And I want to make sure it's there to hit on the climate crisis. Elizabeth Warren and Elon Musk may be the best examples of maker and taker. It is time for a wealth tax. She's one of the big takers. We're going to hold the big guys accountable. The person whose wealth she most wants to take is Elon Musk. How much did Elon Musk pay that year? We actually saw his taxes that year. And the answer is he paid zero. Zero was true one year because Musk didn't realize income that year. But at the time Warren said that, Musk had to pay the government $12 billion, more tax than anyone's paid in history. Elon Musk is set to pay the single largest tax bill ever. Warren wanted Musk to give the government more than $12 billion? Three, two. Musk does things that government's unable to do. He invented the world's best rockets. NASA's given up building spaceships itself. Even the bureaucrats understand. Government workers can't do it. NASA turns to the private sector. America has launched. Musk sent astronauts into orbit, something NASA hasn't done for nine years. The new era of American space flight and with it the ambitions of a new generation continuing the dream. Musk lowered the cost of nearly every component of space flight. Door latches NASA uses cost $1,500. Musk's team modified a latch from bathroom stalls and built that part for $30. Most significantly, Musk was the first to develop reusable rockets, slashing costs. Government never even tried that. Reuse the rocket, um, say, a thousand times, then, then that, that would make the capital cost of the rocket per launch only about $50,000. Why didn't NASA do that? Because in government, people do what they've always done. And lowering costs isn't a priority because they're spending other people's money. NASA says it's going to spend $840,000 a year on upkeep on a test stand that won't be used. Starlink deploy confirmed. Musk also created Starlink, satellites that provide low-cost internet service. He launched so many that after just four years... Starlink satellites account for the majority of all the world's active satellites. Musk's satellites give more poor people access to the internet than any government ever has. Musk made the money that allows him to do that, mostly creating cars that people love. First, it was America's best-selling electric car, and then it became the best-selling luxury car. So Musk creates cool new things and more than 100,000 jobs. But the attention-seeking politician demands government investigate him for wrongdoing. Senator Elizabeth Warren sending a letter to the SEC to investigate Tesla. Investigate Tesla for not properly representing shareholders. Seems ridiculous, given that... Tesla became the most valuable auto company in the world. Warren also complained that Musk is now the CEO of another company. The richest man in the world has taken control of Twitter. Musk bought Twitter after Twitter censored political views. Spent $44 billion on Twitter. Oh, man, that was expensive. <laughs> so far, Musk is losing money on Twitter. What do you think it was actually worth? everything because he's protecting open debate i think you did humanity an immense service i agree once musk fired twitter's censors there are more ideas expressed on twitter now also imagine the joy of connecting with your loved ones musk with his own money is trying to help paralyzed people do things like use phones using only your thoughts 
This is made possible by placing a small, cosmetically invisible implant in a part of your brain that plans movements. What Musk has created is amazing. If you're against Musk, you're essentially the villain. Senator Warren is that villain. Greedy corporate landlords. Corporate greed is on a joyride. Warren attacks people who create wealth. Greedy corporations. Of course corporations are greedy. Greed works. Greed motivates some people to try harder. But under free markets, the greedy can only satisfy that greed pleasing customers. They can't force anyone to pay unlike politicians. More taxation of the billionaires. In addition, Warren demands government regulate this and regulate that, regulate this and that. The ship catapults off the ground into the air. It's good the Wright brothers designed airplanes before Warren was around. For the first flight on record. Our world needs fewer Elizabeth Warrens. I am angry! And more Elon Musks. Do <laughs> <laughs> you see them both light up? What? <laughs> Look at that. That's unreal. That's kind of amazing. That was uh, John Stossel. Mm. And at the very end, when you hear that voice wing, did you see them both light up, he says? That's Elon Musk. He's standing watching two of his, uh, I guess, the capsules, the rockets coming back to Earth. Maybe you don't realize this. A lot of people don't. But Elon Musk, his rockets, they return to the to the launch pad. They, yeah, they, they, they flip they, around and they land. Yes. I mean, that is truly science like fiction. Like a sci-fi movie. It is. You know, wealth, they're, they're, there's a story, I think, on the Internet about the 25 wealthiest families. And the money has been passed down, but I'd say about every 100 to 150 years, an opportunity time hits when people like they, they come up with, they take advantage of things that have developed during that time and they do what Elon Musk did and they carry it forward and they're, the generations after generations sit there in their family, quietly live off of that and that is the wealth. We're kind of at that time right now, but it's interesting, the Elizabeth Warrens, because I've never really liked her. because no, I've always me neither. Thought she's like, I'll just leave it alone. She's greedy. Yeah. And uh, the other words would be, but either way, and she's doing nothing. She just wants Elon's money. Now, Elon is not playing their game. And I, I see now a lot of attacks there. You know, the, the movie that the Obamas did, they, they, they singled out Tesla's sure. Now the, the thing is Tesla's catch fire and blow up. Well, a lot of cars catch fire and blow up, but they want to make, Tesla, the one, the, he's got the truck that's out there now, and they're going, oh, the truck has failed, and they, there's going to be lawsuits. And it was a staged picture where somebody's driving along the road, they stop, and they turn into a mountain. What? Let me, tell you, not the- let me tell you something. I know this sounds crazy, but Elon Musk is so smart. Let's say hypothetically uh, the tide changes significantly away from electric cars. I guarantee you, within six months, he will have a motorized version, a gas motorized version of the Tesla. I guarantee you. You know, it is already, like they said, the most uh, sought-after luxury car on the planet, and it's electric. Now, I don't like electric, but uh, I think the design is fabulous on the Tesla. I think it has all the neat gadgets in the world on it. 
I would love to see him make one as a gas-powered car. And I'll bet you, if the if the need is there, he will fill it. Well, why can't you make one that's basically works on the uh, the uh, the spin of the Earth, the magnet, the magnetic poles, to where, in other words, it's self-perpetual. Well, you know, he may do that. Fuel. He may do that. He may say, "Look at folks, electric isn't the answer either." We've done a lot of research. We've gone as far as we can go. But we think we have another alternative that's better than both of yeah. the options. Don't have to charge it. You don't have to put anything in it. You yeah. just got to sit there and put it in gear, and it will sit there and navigate based off the rotation of the Earth and the gravitational. Haven't you ever wondered why, when you're driving in a car, you know the wheels are turning? Why isn't there some device that is generating power? You know, that's I mean, called a dynamo. Yeah. Why isn't it? Why aren't they using a dynamo? to create electricity so you never have to charge the car. You just have to, as long as you drive it, it's creating your energy source. Well, they use it in railroad. Oh, uh, sure. The, the electric in the cars are... Of course, uh, it's a little big. For, <laughs> make for a big car. Well, right, and yeah, there, there, there's, a, there's, there's some science that goes to it. That, uh, but they but can shrink way, everything, Bill. You know, they can shrink everything nowadays. Right. You know, uh, the di- the dynamos that they have can't do it for a car. But that doesn't mean that somebody can't sit there and say, you know, with today's technology, I think that we have a topic for tomorrow's program. What do you think? <laughs> we probably do. I do want to mention this one thing. The study says that uh, uh, what is it? Uh, they say that um, AI. There's a five percent chance that uh, mankind will become extinct thanks to AI. Well, you know, uh, I, I think just heard AI some... might become extinct thanks to uh, mankind. We... <laughs> yeah, you know, and then there's also a 54 million ton asteroid predicted to hit the Earth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, ironically, on October 5th, which happens to be this my year? birthday. This year. Oh, wow. However, NASA is going, well, maybe, maybe it may not hit now on October 5th. Well, actually, we've lost track of where this damn thing is. <laughs> I, uh, so maybe the I, you sixth. know I got to tell you, Bill, I, I don't win the lottery, Mega Million or Powerball. Don't win them. You know, some you, you'll, some you'll win. The I'll get hit. Lottery. I'll get hit. Well, yes, exactly. You know, some thief He'll punch up, your ticket. Some thief up in Michigan <laughs> got the Powerball. Took it. Took my money away. Um, oh, anyway. that bastard! Exactly. He got my money too. <laughs> yeah, yours too. We're we're shafted. Anyway, hey, listen, if you want to contact us, our number is 833-538-7868. We're still asking our viewers, uh, viewers. <laughs> uh, I can see some yeah, poor guy yeah, saying, yeah, hey, yeah, how do you adjust yeah. the screen on this? I can't see the picture. Uh, anyway, no, I, we're asking our listeners to uh, send in your email telling us where you are, okay? at uh, What's the address, Bill? Do you know the address? Well, we got Jim and Bill at mail.com. There's also mail at Jim and Bill.com. So but we're asking you to use the easiest ones. Yeah, but we're asking you for the sake of our little survey to go to Jim and Bill at mail.com. Just we, it's because we're old and we get easily confused. Jim and Bill at mail.com. So tomorrow we should have an interesting program because today I think we uh, did a tease. What do you think? Oh, I think we had an interesting program today. I mean, you know. We we didn't we didn't fly off the rails, but the train was leaning sideways on one rail all the way down. That's true. If you've ever seen a train do that, it's true. Hey, um, listen, uh, I I should also point out that we may have 
uh, a guest host every so often coming up in the not-too-distant future. We're not going to tell you who it is just yet because it isn't finalized, but uh, the program is growing. It's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Oh, it'll be nice to have them on board. I, I think, if anything, the, the fact that they got to put up with uh, – you know, we do this thing as a video right. recording, and they, they'll have to look at our ugly mugs. That's true. Uh, which well, is, uh, well, I'm you Just I'm keep your eyes closed. Here. It's amazing. You can do it. But uh, I think the big thing she's going to have to put up with is... Oh, you just gave the, it away. ...the way you end the program. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because I won't be able to say the word baby anymore. That's because, true. It's sexist. Uh, it's sexist. Yeah, it would be sexist. Yes. So yes. we'll get it in while we can. Hasta la vista, baby. We're out of here. This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com, it has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? <laughs>